Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200 k for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's PACASO.com. Before we get into it, be advised that this series contains bad language and references to violence. To understand what happened at the Capitol on January 6th, we need to zoom out, away from the violence. But we're not going far, just a block away. On a rooftop terrace on Constitution Avenue, safely back from the violence, a slightly built man in a checkered blazer is doing a live stream. Of the rebellion against an illegitimate government He's in his mid-thirties, and his crisp white shirt and edgy haircut announce him as an influencer. As he looks out over the chaos, he revels in what his influence has unleashed. This is we the people. The growing frustrations of the government and what's happening now is exactly what I've warned about. That's not quite true. He hasn't been warning about this day. He's been planning for it, organizing for it, inciting thousands upon thousands of people with the lie that the 2020 election was fraudulent. I've said that we need to make fair elections and transparent counting so that the people do not feel like the last resort is public demonstrations like this. As he addresses the camera, the scene behind him is escalating. Rioters are pouring into the U.S. Capitol. They are marching through now. 
members of Congress are scrambling for safety. White nationalists, QAnon cultists, and card-carrying militia members are roaming the hallways. They are hunting elected officials. Later in the day, rioters will even smear their feces on the walls. I want to say something. I don't disavow this. I do not denounce this. This is completely peaceful, looks like so far. And there are a couple of agitators that I obviously don't endorse. For the influencer on the rooftop, this is the culmination of a life's work. He's the wily right-wing provocateur you've never heard of. But you can't understand the Capitol insurrection without understanding his story. I was the person who came up with the January 6th idea. All of this begins with a lie. And that slim, smartly dressed guy on the rooftop? His name is Ali Alexander, and he's the man behind the lie. From the teams at Cool Zone Media, iHeartRadio, and Novel, this is The Assault on America, Episode 2 Stop the Steal. Okay, straight off the bat, the Capitol riot involved tens of thousands of Trump supporters, including more than 800 who entered the Capitol itself. It was promoted by the President of the United States. The 2020 presidential election was rigged, illegal votes. And they're not taking this White House, we're going to fight like hell, I'll tell you right now. Who in turn was amplified by a vast media network, online and on TV. Voter fraud. Three people voting twice. Dead people voting. 2.7 million votes deleted. So much evidence. Right in front of people's eyes. Right! So, can we really single out one far-right influencer as the chief architect of the riot? Oh no, I think that's fair. That is very fair. That's Luke O'Brien. He's an investigative journalist who covers political extremism. I'm an investigative reporter, and I have been tracking a network of bad actors on the political right for the last five years. In case you're wondering, it's not the easiest beat to cover. I think it began with my very first story. I started getting defamed and harassed and, and threatened, and it's been that way for... Half a decade now, every story you write usually results in some sort of blowback. Blowback is Luke's jovial way of describing having his personal details leaked online to thousands of far-right accounts. Or being DM'd a picture of a handgun with the caption, Your time is come. I've covered a lot of the same communities and can confirm that death threats are sort of de rigueur. The harassment increases exponentially if you do this work and happen to not be a white dude. So, anyway, Luke was digging into these kinds of networks when he first came across our man on the rooftop, Ali Alexander. 
I'd noticed him online. And then in 2017, I noticed him in person because I attended a rally in front of the White House that had been organized by several of Alexander's collaborators. It's called the Rally for Peace, I believe. And it was kind of funny because before the rally kicked off, you had some very angry, very militant Trump supporters who were not speaking in peaceful terms. There was one guy who was talking about putting George Soros in a gas chamber. There was an ultranationalist skinhead group that was doing security. And Ali Alexander got up on stage and spoke as well. There he is in the flesh, all, uh, you know, turned out in his slick suit on a hot day, his hair kind of brushed back in an interesting hairstyle and clearly trying to make a go of it as an influencer. Until this point, Ali Alexander has been more of a behind-the-scenes guy, the type of person the press might refer to as a political operator. But in 2017, he starts moving into the spotlight, appearing on stage next to heavyweight right-wing influencers, the type of social media stars who wield great power on the right. So you had, in mid-2017, all the elements of this anti-democratic network that Ali Alexander was a central node of coming together in front of the White House. Now, Alexander isn't the biggest name to speak on the stage that day, not by a long shot, but he has something that the others don't. One thing that distinguishes Ali Alexander from some of the other bad actors on the political right, some of these influencers online, is that he actually does have some real political operative experience going back many years. Organizing experience, working on campaigns, setting up websites, running social media for various Republican candidates. So prior to Trump running for president, Ali Alexander is moving around in actually, frankly, some fairly high-level Republican circles. Yeah, there's much more to Ali Alexander than your typical MAGA Yahoo mashing the retweet button after every presidential admission. So, where does a guy like Alexander spring from? And how did he end up on that rooftop, overlooking chaos on January 6th, arguably more responsible for the violence than any single person except the president himself? Very early as a child, I sought power. I sought power and influence. That's Ali Alexander speaking in 2019. I guess it's no surprise he ended up in politics. Alexander was born in Texas in the mid-1980s. He was raised by his mom after his dad walked out when he was two years old. The way Alexander describes it, he was hooked on politics from the start. I grew up phone banking for judges. You know, I built websites for politicians when I was in high school. It was only natural. I was going to be a congressman or I was going to be a U.S. senator, and that was the plan. Trouble with the law and a nasty mugshot killed the dream of high office. And by 2007, Alexander finds himself unemployed, a college dropout with convictions for property theft and debit card abuse. But happily for Alexander, it turns out that none of that matters, because Ali has a superpower. Those websites he built in high school for Republican politicians, those were just the start. Young Ali is way ahead of the curve on all things digital. He's living online before the phrase even exists. He creates a Twitter account so early that he secures a prized three-letter handle. 
at Ali. And luckily for Alexander, the Republican Party knows talent when they see it. They set him to work on the newly emerging digital arena of politics. Ali will later describe himself as a pioneer in the field. And he's probably right. So in 2007, there was about 20 of us that were building websites, doing email marketing, social media, creating uh, uh, profiles and interfacing with that. I mean, now there's like 4,000 of us. By 2013, he's organizing his own after-party at CPAC, the biggest Republican event of the year. In this video, he's standing next to Ted Cruz, the newly elected U.S. Senator from Texas. Let me tell you, the men and women in this room, you represent power, and you represent democracy. Alexander called the party Blog Bash to celebrate the digital warriors like him fighting their campaigns online. Clearly, Cruz understands their value. Each of you, you scare the hell out of Washington. You scare the hell out of Washington. Well, that's prophetic. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers... Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billings, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday 
and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Roll on to 2015, and Alexander has worked on a slew of Republican campaigns as a digital director. But along the way, he seems to have burned a few bridges in his native Texas. So he resurfaces in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. It's here that he meets a local writer and publisher called Lamar White Jr. I've got like a mosquito in here. Welcome to Louisiana. Lamar covers politics and state government in Baton Rouge. So when a guy like Ali arrives in town, Lamar's radar pings. He seeks out Ali for a drink. I met him at a bar. It was just this normal bar in Baton Rouge, and he was with his boyfriend. So it was a very, like, sort of relaxed, you know, casual, getting-to-know-you type of thing. And he was nothing like the, the Ali Alexander that emerged in the Stop the Steal campaign. At this stage, Alexander is just another political operative, trying to build a network in a new town. He certainly comes across as a political consultant. There is a personality type, you know, someone who has probably two or three cell phones and has multiple things going on at once. And the candidate that he worked for in Louisiana, by the way, was not someone that you would define as a right-wing ideologue in any respect. In fact, the candidate he worked for, I would say, 20 years ago would have been a Democrat. But Ali Alexander's a political survivor. When the winds change in 2016 and Donald Trump takes control of the Republican Party, Alexander changes his tune in an instant, becoming a true believer in the MAGA cause, basically overnight. And that's not the only evidence of a healthy dose of a moral flexibility on Ali's part. I mean, the guy doesn't become the chief architect of an attempted coup just because he's a Trump convert who knows how to tweet. Ali Alexander has another string to his bow, a willingness to get dirty. Here's Luke O'Brien again. He started doing some work for this very strange-looking group called the Black Conservatives Fund. And this is essentially, it's a political activism-type group that receives dark money. Dark money, the scourge of U.S. politics. This is untraceable cash pumped into the system, usually by mega donors with somewhat questionable intentions. You, you can pretty much rest assured that it's not on the up and up. Not on the up and up is certainly one way to describe Alexander's new venture in Louisiana. Ali Alexander is working for this group, and they are targeting. Democratic candidates in different elections around the country, and they're promoting far-right or hard-right Republican candidates. And the irony here is, you know, (laughs) Ali Alexander is a mixed-race man. His mother is black. His father, he claims, is from uh, the United Arab Emirates originally. And, you know, he was working with another black woman on this black conservatives fund. And a lot of things they were doing were actually disenfranchising black voters. Here's a typical example. He targeted an incumbent senator, Democratic senator in Louisiana, Mary Landrieu. She was up for re-election. The Black Conservatives Fund begins infiltrating one of Mary Landrieu's campaign events and recording them. This one was hosted by Landrieu's chief of staff's dad. He happened to be the mayor of a small town in Louisiana called Appaloosas. 
And he made a joke about voting twice. You know, someone asked him, well, what if, what if we've already sent in a mail-in vote? He said, oh, we'll show up at the polls anyway and vote again. The room burst out laughing. It was very clearly kind of a campaign trail type joke. If you early voted, go vote again tomorrow. It's a joke you hear in politics all the time. Next thing you know, this is being turned into an attack ad and numerous press releases put out by the Black Conservatives Fund targeting Mary Landrieu, saying that the father of her chief of staff or her campaign manager was urging voter fraud to take place. He was recommending that all these black voters, and these are predominantly black voters that we're talking about here, vote twice. Here's the introduction to the ad put out by Ali Alexander in the Black Conservatives Fund. What you're about to hear is shocking, even for the sad swamp of Democrat politics here in Louisiana. The man talking is Louisiana State Senator Elbert Guillory. His mournful tone is kind of like a teacher who isn't angry, just disappointed. The Black Conservatives Fund obtained footage at a private gathering of the Democrat faithful where the mayor of Opelousas suggests that people vote twice. Why urge people to commit voter fraud? With this ad, Ali Alexander is learning his craft, hinting to Republicans that if the election doesn't go your way, it must have been stolen. When you allege that voter fraud is happening in the South and the Democrats are the ones doing it, well, what you're saying is that Black people are cheating when they're voting somehow, because the Democratic Party in southern states is heavily, heavily black. And while Alexander is riling up Louisiana Republicans with false claims of black voter fraud, he's simultaneously targeting black Democrat voters with disinformation designed to stop them from turning out to vote. Here's a deceptively edited robocall he put out, reworking an interview with Mary Landrieu to make it sound like she didn't vote for Barack Obama in the 2012 election. Louisiana, here is an important last-minute election update. U.S. Senator Mary Landrieu with us here. I voted for the Affordable Care Act. I did not vote for Obama. Did you hear that? Mary Landrieu talking to a white host different than she talks to black voters. I did not vote for Obama. What happened next is that the Republican Party of Louisiana amplifies this propaganda and puts out statements of its own. And the goal, of course, is to spread some disinformation, and try to take out a Democratic senator. And so Ali Alexander played an instrumental role in making that happen, and and Mary Landrieu ended up losing her election. Lamar White Jr., a veteran of covering Louisiana politics, also thinks that Alexander had a critical role in handing Mary Landrieu's Senate seat to her Republican rival, Bill Cassidy. Yes, I do. I absolutely do. The Black Conservatives Fund made a couple of pretty big splashes, I would say. And you can see a photograph of Ali and Bill Cassidy uh, standing together on election night, uh, celebrating his win. So, Ali Alexander maybe swings a senatorial race in Louisiana. Okay, impressive, but kind of small fry. This series is about a full-blown insurrection in Washington, D.C., after all. But don't worry, he's about to hit the big time. The thing is, he needs a little help with the transition. At some point in the Trump years, Ali falls in with a man who's done it all before, a master of the political dark arts, the Loki of U.S. politics. I have no title. 
I have no line responsibilities, but I have access to all the right people. When Roger Stone starts collaborating with Ali Alexander, it's like a master meeting a talented apprentice. Stone was working with Trump at the time as a kind of fixer. Or, as Stone would rather put it, I'm just an FOT, friend of Trump. It's hard to say exactly what Stone was doing for Trump, but we can take a guess from his background. Roger Stone goes way back in U.S. politics. I welcome this kind of examination because people have got to know whether or not their president is a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. He was pulling fast tricks in the Nixon years. They called it rat-fucking back then. The term refers to all of the underhanded, immoral, or straight-up illegal ways you can screw over your opponent in politics. The Watergate break-in is a classic example. And, by the way, Stone had a role in that as a junior Nixon staffer. But he was never charged. Roger Stone was forged as a political operator in those dubious years. He even has a tattoo of Nixon's face on his back. But Stone's real contribution to this story comes in three simple words. Stop the steal. Roger Stone coined that phrase, stop the steal, in 2016. And that was during the Republican primary. With us tonight, businessman Donald Trump of New York. Trump was a long shot candidate. It was a very crowded field. Former governor Jeb Bush of Florida. Trump was kind of the non-politician who was making a lot of noise. Property you, from an elderly talk. woman. Let me talk. Quiet. How a tough lot is of it? time. When he first declared his candidacy, nobody gave him a chance. And then he started picking off the candidates one by one. See, I think you're on the wrong side of this if you're still arguing for a single party. I'm not, I'm not, I don't think you heard me. You're having a hard time tonight. But it still looked like he might not get the nomination. And so Roger Stone coined this phrase, stop a steal, to basically undermine confidence in the political process in the Republican primary. There is insurmountable, compelling, overcoming evidence of fraud. And the idea was, well, if Trump loses, then clearly this has been stolen, right? Because the people want Trump. Accordingly, the chair announces that Donald Day Trump has been selected as the Republican Party nominee for President of the United States. The people, as we know, did want Trump, and he secured the Republican nomination for president. So, in 2016, Roger Stone's Stop the Steal campaign was never rolled out. But after the primary comes the general, and once again, the numbers aren't looking good for Trump. Clinton ahead by nine points. Hillary Clinton, 11 points. Clinton leading Trump by 12 points. Once again, it looks like it's an uphill fight, so... Donald Trump is again challenging the legitimacy of the election. Trump and Stone dust off their trusty slogan, Stop the Steal. It became uh, far more toxic, this phrase, and far more dangerous at that time because then it was about demonizing Hillary Clinton and demonizing liberals. And liberals are trying to steal this election from Donald Trump, the Democratic machine, the deep state. All these things started circulating in the conversation. Unelected deep state operatives who defy the voters to push their own secret agendas. You could see what they were trying to do back in 2016. They were trying to say that if Trump didn't win, somehow the election was rigged. 
Trump himself was using that kind of language in the lead up to the election because he wasn't sure he was going to win. Roger Stone's Stop the Steal efforts are more than simple rhetoric. I, I think it's essential that Trump have these options. He starts working with groups like the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys. These are the kind of brutish armed thugs we'll hear more about later in the series. For now, all you need to know is that they are not professional poll watchers. Roger Stone was using Stop the Steal to promote sending poll watchers, as he called it, to go and just, you know, make sure the election wasn't being stolen. Let's just send an army of really angry, delusional, probably very large white men to go and stand outside, you know, the polls in neighborhoods where a lot of minorities vote. You know, and make sure they're not stealing the vote. Poll watchers in Lee County tomorrow. The U.S. Poll watchers are going to be at polling locations across New Mexico. And while poll watching is legal, intimidating voters is not. Roger Stone's key discovery is that baseless conspiracy theories about election integrity are a huge hit with Trump's base. As Trump heads for the 2016 general election, there's more and more rhetoric from the Trump camp about rigged elections. Cheating Democrats and widespread voting fraud. But once again, the full stop to steal campaign isn't needed. Trump surprises everyone, including himself, by taking the White House. Sorry to keep you waiting. Complicated business. Complicated. Stop the steal is put on ice. You don't shout about election fraud when you win. But it turns out that Stop the Steal is too powerful a weapon to lay dormant for long. This came back in in 2018. It came back. Uh, Not as how Ali Alexander got involved with Stop the Steal. Breaking news in Florida. The counting is over. In the 2018 midterm elections, there's an extremely close race in Florida. Republican Ron DeSantis is still ahead of Democrat Andrew Gillum by only four-tenths of a percent. It's so close, in fact, that a recount is required by law. The situation became kind of a microcosm foreshadowing of what would happen in the 2020 presidential election. The voting on Election Day favors the Republican candidate, Ron DeSantis. But the mail-in ballots, counted later than the Election Day ballots cast in person, favored the Democrat, Andrew Gillum. This phenomenon is known as the blue shift. It's called that because the result of the election starts red, Republican, and gradually moves to blue, Democrat. There are many reasons why Democrats are more likely to vote by mail than Republicans, but the discrepancy creates just enough ambiguity for agitators like Alexander to get to work. Ali Alexander decided, okay, let's deploy the Stop the Steal campaign again, the, the, the phrase but also he had the social media presence. This is important because Roger Stone, for all of his wiles and experience, never understood social media like Ali Alexander. It's a generational thing. Stone has some reach, but even his rat-fucking days never prepared him for the cesspools of social media. Alexander, on the other hand, came of age politically on Twitter. In his hands, Stop the Steal is a far more powerful weapon than it ever was for Stone. He started tweeting out a Stop the Steal hashtag, 
He had his network who were boosting the Stop the Steal campaign that Alexander had launched in 2018. They all jumped in. President Trump just tweeted an unsubstantiated accusation trying to steal two big elections in Florida. We are watching closely, he writes. Alexander started organizing an actual protest outside the election center down in Florida where, where the recount was happening. And guess who showed up? A lot of the same type of people who showed up on January 6th. These people are extremists, and they're kind of passing in normal society. And they all showed up in 2018 to stop the steal down in Florida. And it worked. By the way, it worked. About 15 minutes ago, I spoke with Andrew Gillum, and he very graciously conceded the election. When the votes are recounted, the Republican Ron DeSantis is declared the winner. He was a very formidable opponent, and I wish him well in his future endeavors. Maybe the recount would have always favored DeSantis. But if you're counting votes with an angry right-wing mob waiting just outside the front door, well, who knows what might happen. And the crazy thing is, for Alexander, the result itself isn't even the main prize. What was successful about it for them was that Ali Alexander and, and his group were able to almost immediately get a pretty significant turnout on the ground from what they were doing online. So they had figured out how to weaponize social media, use it to organize an actual protest, and get people to show up with signs, angry people, who just believed that the Democrats were stealing the election because they'd seen it on Twitter, and they'd seen enough people tweeting about it. That was a very successful field test for what he would end up doing in 2020. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, 
where America goes to hire. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does the hard parts for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more with a home management team that provides support before, during, and after your stay so you can focus on the relaxing, hosting, and making memories with family and friends. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit Picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. What does he end up doing in 2020? By 2020, Alexander has completed the move from backroom operator to social media influencer. He grows his following on Twitter and Instagram by posting increasingly incendiary content. He posts the kind of attacks even Trump didn't go near. Kamala Harris doesn't count as black because she's only half Jamaican. Joe Biden secretly has Parkinson's disease. And of course, he lays the groundwork for the Stop the Steal campaign. Stop the two and stop the steal. Raising funds, organizing logistics, readying his network of followers. Lamar White Jr., the investigative reporter from Louisiana, checked in with his one-time acquaintance to try and figure out what was going on. I had contact with him right after the election. I noticed that there was a Stop the Steal protest that was planned for Baton Rouge, which I frankly found a little silly, considering that Donald Trump won Louisiana by like 19 points. He told me when we spoke that he was planning these events in all 50 states, that that was next on his agenda, that he was not going to relent. And he made it seem as if what he was doing was perfectly reasonable and that The only thing he really cared about was ensuring election integrity, and he had these legitimate questions about election integrity. I mean, this is, frankly, this is BS. Soon after the 2020 election, Trump's own homeland security officials declare it the most secure election in U.S. history. At least 86 lawsuits are brought by the Trump campaign and their allies, claiming instances of election fraud. One after the other, they're swatted down in courts around the country many thrown out by Trump-appointed judges. Ali Alexander is unfazed. He had been planning to do this for months before. So regardless of what the outcome was, if Trump lost, no matter what combination of states came together to give him that loss, Ali was going to do this anyway. Ali spends November and December 2020 organizing protests all over the U.S., He speaks at many of them, his rhetoric ratcheting up as he spreads more and more lies. They say there's a coup going on, and there is. Trump got, I believe, 80 million votes. After organizing nonstop rallies throughout the winter, Alexander decides on a final push, one last effort to overturn the national election. The date he lands on? January 6th. January 6th. 
Alexander leverages all his connections, all his experience as an organizer, his skill as a propagandist. He liaises with Trump campaigners, with grassroots organizers, with far-right extremists, and with alt-right influencers. Piece by piece, he pulls together the mother of all MAGA rallies. At 12 p.m. on January 6th, Donald Trump addresses a shivering crowd outside the White House. Ali Alexander sits in the front row. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. You don't concede when there's theft involved. In my head, at least, he smiles when he hears this line. And to use a favorite term that all of you people really came up with, we will stop the steal. Alexander has pulled some political tricks before now, but this is the biggest of them all. He's rolling out a Stop the Steal campaign that has been prepared for every previous election in Donald Trump's political career. Only now is it needed, and Ali Alexander is the man at the helm. He is the guy. He is the guy who who drove this car, the Stop the Steal car. That is what led to January 6th more than anything else. That mass disinformation campaign that he was driving. And it's replicated on the other side. This is we, the people, the growing frustrations of the government and what's happening now. Ali Alexander's live stream on the rooftop overlooking the Capitol riot is the zenith of his career. Most of the rioters have probably never heard of him, but they've heard of Stop the Steal. It's why they were here. But within days of the riot, something strange happens to Alexander. For the first time in his adult life, he stops posting. The political operator with multiple phones, running dozens of accounts, bombarding millions of Americans with distortions, half-truths, and lies, is deplatformed by almost every social media site on the internet. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, one by one, Ali Alexander's accounts are suspended. Even Parler, beloved by the right for its lack of content moderation, is knocked offline by its hosting partner, Amazon. The only platform that will still take him is a streaming site mainly used by gamers. Judging from Ali's new content, he doesn't take his deplatforming well. My entire life is over. They have ruined my earthly life. They have totally ruined it. Five people died at the Capitol riot that Alexander worked so hard to incite. Yet he's full of pity for himself and anger at the social media bosses who took away his toys. You know, he's filming these these videos, these live streams in the backseat of a car, kind of, you know, rumbling through the dark to some undisclosed location. Like he's, you know, he's on the lam. I have lost my cash app. I have lost my PayPal. I have lost my Venmo. Please send money. I'm thinking that he's still on the grift, you know. The, the grift is baked into his soul at this point, right? Because I've seen him do this before, where he's talking about, I need money, I need it right away to pay for my security team, my life is in danger, and there's never really been any evidence of that. He's never produced any evidence to back up anything he's saying. My first concern is making sure that I have full-time security with me. That means into every bathroom that I go to from now until the rest of my life. I'll probably never get to hang out with my dog again. Besides the self-pity, Alexander craves revenge. I will unleash a legion of angels to bring hell to our enemies. 
I pray that I am the tool to stab these motherfuckers. You might be tempted to look at somebody like Alexander and dismiss him as a weird sideshow, a grifter and a charlatan. But that would be a huge mistake. I hate to say it, but when Ali Alexander threatens revenge, we need to take him seriously, especially given the militant nature of his fan base. You had a vast network of extremists, many of them anti-democratic activists who are actually trying to destroy democracy in America because they know that democracy in a multiracial country like this is a losing proposition for them. And Ali Alexander was one of the main people behind that. He was one of the ringleaders. Unless we do something about it now, it's going to come back and it's going to be uglier. I know that. I do think he'll be back. I really do. The case of Ali Alexander represents both a problem and an imbalance in our justice system. As of the writing of this episode, Ali has not been charged with any crime for deliberately inciting a riot that led to several deaths. And indeed, he's back on his game, broadcasting on an encrypted app used by many on the right. Now, one might argue, if he were to be charged, that it would set a dangerous precedent. It might make organizing unsafe for a variety of people across the political spectrum. But that's already the case. Left-wing activists are regularly charged with felonies for organizing protests where no one dies. In September of 2020, six socialist organizers were slammed with a bevy of charges and in some cases threatened with up to 48 years in prison for organizing protests in Aurora, Colorado, where no one was killed or seriously injured. They were charged with kidnapping because the protests surrounded a police station and thus imprisoned officers. These charges were dropped months later, but the case is ongoing. In July of 2020, a protest organizer in San Luis Obispo, California, was charged with five crimes, including felony riot for leading protesters to briefly block a highway. And on January 15th, 2021, the FBI arrested and charged a leftist activist who'd fought against ISIS in Syria and who tried to organize an armed left-wing counter-rally to defend against a far-right attack he believed was coming after January 6th. He was sentenced to three and a half years. That last one may seem like it crosses a line for you, but in August of 2021, failed comedian Jason Lefkowitz stood up at an anti-mask rally in Santa Monica and held up a list of the names and addresses of every Los Angeles City Council member. He screamed, You want to feel intimidated? We're coming to your homes. We're coming to you now. He later added, quote, Civil war. Civil war is coming. Get your guns. Lefkowitz, like Ali Alexander, has not been charged with any crime. The FBI has not shown up at his door to confiscate his weapons, and they never will. Coming up in episode three, a radical far-right militia group is spurred on by Ali Alexander's lies and takes drastic action. They've got the gallows set upside this Capitol building. It's time to start fucking using them. They're throwing grenades. They're freaking shooting people with paintballs, but we're in here. 
Everything we fucking trained for. Fucking get some. In the fucking capital, bro. In the next episode of The Assault on America, we're in the fucking capital. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive Budget Beach Finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Generations Riviera Maya Resort and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com.